0: songwriter we had the opportunity to talk to emmanuel over at zoom video emmanuel was born and raised in a college town just outside of toronto canada And he talks to us about how he got into music he actually tried out for the school choir and he just liked the red jackets that the kids in choir got to wear and he tried out and, and didn't end up actually getting in but he loved music so much that he continued to to try and work for it and work towards his goal of being an artist while working at a hospital co-workers really encouraged him to to pursue music and just before the pandemic hit he had a bunch of songs written and recorded he puts uh, one out called need you and it goes wild on spotify now has over six million plays he released his first ep sessions one disillusion he released that on juneteenth 2020 followed that ep up with session two which he released in december and he has his debut full-length record out now called Alt Therapy. So he talks to us all about that. And you can watch the interview with Emmanuel and myself on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. It would be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at bringing back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Emmanuel. Cool, man. Well, uh, this podcast is all about you and your journey in music and how you got to where you are now. And we'll talk about the new record you have coming out what, in a couple of days now, right? On Wednesday? Hmm. Yeah, on Wednesday. Very exciting. Super exciting. Uh, so originally from Toronto, Canada? No, I'm from
1: London, Ontario, Canada. Two hours west.
0: Oh, okay. So talk to me about that. Born and raised there?
1: Yeah, born and raised. It's a small little town, um, two hours west of of, of Toronto. Um, it's a university town. Okay. Um, yeah, the population is mostly. I feel like the population when I grew up, I seen a lot of boomers. So I feel like that that's that's uh, most of the population. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of new immigrants. Right. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, A lot of boomers. That's interesting for a, like yeah. a college town.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting mix for sure. A lot of noise complaints.
0: <laughs> a lot of yeah. noise complaints. Is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it interesting growing up in a college town? I mean, that must be kind of fascinating, I would think. It's
1: definitely kind of interesting um, when you grow up um, in sort of a more like conservative, like uh, with like the, the town, is the, the city is run a little bit more conservative. Mm-hmm. Because of the because of the boomers, but then you have uh, the college there as well. It's an interesting contrast for sure.
0: Were your parents up. like professors, or that you just happened to live in a college town? Oh no, um,
1: my parents are not professors. My my um I grew up. Uh, I was raised by my by my mom. Uh, she she works uh. She works for the government.
0: Oh, cool, cool, rad. Well, how how did you get into music?
1: Man, I've always loved music. Music has always been in the home. Music has always been um music has always been a guiding light. I've always felt like it's been um the arm, the arm that God uses uh to bless me the most and connect with me the most.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In my experience. Um so so I um I fell in love with music in that regard. And um I found that I had uh, a talent for music. I found that I had uh, the ability to draw and stir in motion with the music that I made um, through long trial and error. And it was something that I really wanted to pursue and it
0: was something that I really wanted to see through. And I'm still, uh, and I'm still on that journey. Mm -hmm. And what was the first instrument you learned? Were you putting like piano lessons early on or? I was actually putting piano lessons early on, but I don't, uh, I don't currently play any, uh, any
1: instruments that didn't work out. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just vocals and songwriting? Just, just vocals and songwriting is um that's how that's what I bring to the table.
0: Sure. How did, when did you realize you could sing? Was were you in choir or chorus? I uh I
1: there was a there was a choir in, in elementary school they were like the red, they were like this, they had these red coats. They had these cool red coats. My older sister was in that choir. Okay. I actually tried out, I tried out for the choir and I didn't make it. So uh, I, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't in any choirs, but, um. Well, you I, showed them, right? I, was, <laughs> I used to have dreams. I used to have vivid dreams of performing in front of the school, trying to be a red coat. Um, but I never, I never made it, but I, 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 I practiced, The. Uh, I can, I can really attribute a lot of my singing to just like, Sitting um, in front of a computer, watching YouTube videos for hours. Really?
0: Yeah. What were you watching? Like what? what, Who were? Who was inspiring you at the time? Wow,
1: that's a. I feel like when I was really young, when I was really young, I would watch. uh, Vocally, I would try to aspire to sound like uh, like Chris Brown a lot. Okay. Listen to a lot of Chris Brown videos. Um, I would watch a lot of Boys to Men videos. Those vocals, uh, the vocals from those 90s R&B, um, from some of those 90s r and B groups are, are crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, new edition.
0: Sure. Like That's that. cool. Right on. Um, when did you start, like, pursuing music, like, as a passion, career? Um,
1: I really started to pursue it, um, I think, and really, like... Uh, really take it seriously uh, when I was um, when I was around 20 when I was around 19 between the ages of 19 and 21 was really like the transformative time um, in my life when I uh, when I started to really take music
0: seriously and how, was there like a moment that you that you started taking it seriously? like was did something happen where you're like oh I should really start pursuing this or um I was working I was working at the hospital
1: and um, I felt like I was really fulfilled in that in that in that work uh, in a lot of ways. I was really I was really happy um, serving people in my position at the hospital. I was a cleaner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really happy uh, serving people in that regard. I really liked uh, I really liked the staff that I worked with. Um, the pay was good. It made me um, it made me feel like I was that uh, I was really uh, like I was really a part of my community in, that, in, uh, in a good way. I was really serving my community in a good way. Uh, but there was like a deep yearning that I had to really pursue music. I really, I really, um, I couldn't get it off my mind. I was in love with the idea. I daydreamed about the idea. Um, it was always on my tongue. It was always on my lips. And um, I think it presented itself in a way that I couldn't, uh, I couldn't ignore. And I couldn't ignore the passion that I had for it. And I couldn't ignore it down to the the people that I worked with and the people that I would, uh, the patients that I would show the music to at the hospital, uh, telling me to, telling me to pursue it. And, um, like the staff at the hospital giving me like letting me leave early from work to go do shows. And like, really, like, it was really, um,
0: it was really a beautiful transition. Mm-hmm. When did you start playing shows? Were you ri- always writing songs? Like when, when you, did those earlier shows was it all original music? Uh, the first uh, the first time I ever was on stage was really like
1: um like a youth conference, like a Christian youth conference. Oh, cool! And um, I think the first time I did a show, like a paid gig, was around the time frame that I was telling you about. Like um, when, while I was working at the hospital, um, we procured a couple of. Uh, Positions uh, to to perform at shows in Toronto, small shows at like dive bars, mm-hmm. and um, even down to and, and we we started doing them uh, frequently, and we got to the point where uh, where we were able to uh, headline at the at the at the Drake Underground, which is uh, a pretty iconic. Uh, wow. Pretty iconic spot in
0: Toronto, which we're really proud of. Was that all done with original songs? Yes. Wow. What was the first song you wrote and, like, showed to somebody? Was that pretty, I can imagine, vulnerable? Yeah, most definitely.
1: I was always shy with uh, with sharing my music. Um, I think the first song that I wrote, like, uh, that I wrote, recorded, and shared was a song called uh, Fantasy, and we would perform that. Um, that, was, that was part of the set
0: that we performed. perform. Um, in the time, I'm telling you about when we were performing. When did you record it? Was it, like did you know that you had a song that you thought was really good and you wanted to go, you know, share it to the world? Like, um, was it, I mean, tell me about that, like book in the studio time, that must've been a pretty big step for you.
1: I was really, I was really blessed to have uh, a team kind of form, um, based on like-mindedness, shared values and, um, the same, and the same passion to create music. And, um, Everybody had every sort. Everybody had a key ingredient. Uh, there was there was one of my producers that I worked with really closely, John Fellner, who was an engineer and um, and could record us and had a student, like we used to record uh, in his basement. Um, the other producer that I worked with really closely um, is Ryan Bachelard's bedroom. Mm-hmm. We had uh, we used to we used to record in his basement as well. Um, Alex DiCarlo, who used to manage me, um, he he went to school for engineering. So we, we really just, um, we all wore different hats in that regard. And we, um, we used to just
0: do it ourselves. Wow. And so so, so you have a record coming out uh, on Wednesday called All Therapy. But you have two EPs prior to that, right? You have uh, like session one and session two. And what are those songs that are all going to make up this record? Like, tell me, tell me about the first session and then the second session that you've released.
1: I think we really wanted to introduce all therapy, um, like a, like a story. We wanted to introduce, uh, the sessions like seasons, um, and, and seasons that I was going through in my life and to introduce different stories of pain and, and different stories of triumph, um, to really, uh, let people have time with the records and and uh, give the records time to sort of uh, make their way around before telling the before telling a more um, full story with a little bit more finality and also uh, leaving some room for some new beginnings as well, too. Mm-hmm.
0: So when when you put out like session one, the dissolution's for the first session, when, when did that record come out?
1: Oh, wow. That record came out. uh was it some time Late. ago it was some time ago oh, okay it came out it came out early it came early, out early 2020
0: oh, okay so it's mm-hmm. within the within the past year year and a half or so um mm-hmm. like so so when that album came out like where were you at when this whole pandemic hit were you starting to get your career out the ground or and then that kind of threw a wrench and everything like t- tell me about that it definitely it definitely
1: threw us for a whirlwind okay. um we had, we had a lot of plans. We were planning a video for, uh, for, for the, for the single, uh, that was released from that EP need you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we had a video plan for it. We had, uh, we had a lot of, we had a lot of places that we wanted to go. A lot of, uh, a lot of things that we wanted to do in that time. Um, network and to and to really uh, and to really help push this record but that all really did get uh, to put on hold because of the pandemic so um, we're really in a place where uh, where we were trusting and working with what we had and really trusting the team and just praying that God would uh, see it through all
0: right so so you so session one came out Juneteenth 2020 Talk to me about like was there a specific reason for 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 releasing it then? And I mean, there must have been. And tell me about the impact of putting that song out or that record out on that on that particular day. I think um, the music that we make,
1: uh, we really try to offer peace, and we really try to offer um, a safe space to unravel with the with the energy, especially the energy within. Um, Within session one, disillusion, and uh, during such a turbulent time, um, we really felt it poignant to uh, to 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 put that record out, and also to offer that same um, that same gift in a time where we we're remembering uh, such a dark time mm-hmm. in our history as a as a world.
0: Well I, real real I want to rewind real quick for a second to session one and and uh, that that first song uh, that you put out, well, the one that became like this massive hit with Need you, right? was that like did you tell me about that? I mean, it has like six million plays on YouTube or I mean on on Spotify. Like you put the song out, like were you expecting anything? Like tell me how did the you know, how did it start picking up some sort of steam there? I like to I, I, I like to really lean on my
1: vision uh, that I have for my future of being able to take, uh, my music and really, um, and really take it around the world. I do want everybody in there, everybody in their mom and grandma to know about, uh, to know about the music that we make and to have had experiences with it. Uh, but I really didn't have any expectations and we were really, um, we were, re- I felt really in limbo and I was really, uh, really proud to see how, uh, how many people have had their moment with uh with need you and continue to have moments with need you i'm really proud of that record
0: Mm -hmm. like when did you start seeing it like start to kind of snowball was it pretty quickly or like i mean do you you remember you know the song goes up on spotify does it get like a few thousand plays and then it starts climbing climbing and then it's like okay now i'm at a million now i'm at you know three Mm -hmm. five six that must have been a pretty cool ride to be on Most
1: definitely. It is exciting. I really try to like, I really personally try to stay off the, the DSPs looking at, uh, looking at the, looking at the stream (laughs) numbers. But, but, but when people did tell me it was, uh, it was really, it was really exciting to be a part of that climb.
0: Yeah, definitely. I can't imagine. And at that point are people, did you have like management at that time or record labels? Like, I mean, I could imagine people are kind of knocking at your door once you start to make that sort of impact. Yeah, most definitely. It was.
1: Uh, I was. I was working with uh, with Universal Music Canada at the okay. time. Okay. Uh,
0: and now um, you're on. Now you're with Motown, which is huge. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was...
1: Yeah, it's a, It's such an honor. It's such an honor <laughs> to be a part of the. To be a part of the tapestry. To be um, Motown is such an iconic label. Oh yeah. Um. So many legendary acts coming from Motown uh, super honored. I really want to be, uh, I really want to be one of those legendary acts that will be spoken of in that same breath. That would be, uh, that would be the fulfillment of the dream that we have.
0: Yeah. I mean, like you said, definitely legendary. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love the artwork that you have for all of your, your record covers. Like, I mean, they're all similar in the Mm. sense of the same, same art. Is it the same artist? Like, um, can you tell me about, like, was that the same art? Do you, do you choose the same artist? Like, who who does your artwork? Because it's it's beautiful. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, it is the
1: same artist. His name is uh, Funny Tummy. Okay. We, we thought uh, we thought it would really we thought it would be really uh, poignant and um, and like indicative of the message to honor um, to honor Black women on the covers of, uh, of all of the EPs and to, to honor the women that have reared me and the women that we wanted to highlight in the album and a reoccurring story within the narrative of all therapy uh, that I found to be, um, I sort of found, uh, as a
0: pattern in creation. Mm-hmm. So is that like a local artist? Like how did, how did you find this artist? Um, uh, funny, tell me as an artist that we
1: found on Instagram, uh, I was really? put to, I was put on to him by uh by by a close friend and collaborator.
0: Yeah, it's it's cool. It's such a cool um, you know, uniform art how it, it kind of goes through all the all the different singles that you've released with the different album covers is I'm mean, imagining the all the all therapy final record will also share a similar art.
1: Mhm. Most, most definitely we wanted to uh, definitely wanted to to show um, Black women and how and how and how even um, let me rephrase this. Uh, We wanted to show uh, we wanted to show kind of the opposite. We wanted to show how um, even though they are similar sort of in their nature that um, the energy that you can um, that you can receive from all of those different uh, covers is not is not monolithic.
0: Mm-hmm. And you said there's a there's like a concept kind of behind the, the the records. Like you you talked about the first session came out with a certain narrative, and same with the second session. And then is the full record going to be like you're cohesively you know like are all these songs going to be on the the album in, when it comes out like session one and two? Mm-hmm. Like tell me tell me how it's t- put together as far as. You know, weaving everything into one project was that difficult? Uh, the, I think uh, within the creation of the music, we
1: had a lot of records to choose from, and uh, we kind of picked the ones that, that made us feel the most. And the story and the story was kind of born from that. That's the kind of I, I, I really uh, I really believe that's the way that we felt out uh, felt out the story.
0: Okay, okay, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like the, the record kind <clears throat> of, um, the, the songs on Disillusion or this first session kind of reflected that and, and when it came to releasing it on Juneteenth?
1: If I'm being completely honest, I think the themes that we released in, in, in session two uh, speak to that reality a lot more, uh, okay. a lot more directly. But uh, in terms of just releasing, um, terms of just releasing music uh, that people can listen to when they're in their feelings uh-huh. something something that can offer you a safe space to unravel I do believe uh I do believe those records offer that
0: do you did were the songs that came out uh, on the second session were those written in that time period between um the first release and then when you put out the second one in December no they okay. were uh, all of the records were created uh, prior to that Okay. And with, mm-hmm. with session two, so, it's, so did you collaborate or clump the songs in, in session one and session two together for like a particular reason? Were you like, okay, these songs fit together here as and when it comes to session two, you know, coming out in December with Black Woman?
1: Uh, we, we put the songs together on the album to really, uh, to really represent themes and themes of growth. Seasons mm-hmm. of growth, seasons of conflict, seasons of um, season, more turbulent seasons. And also, I feel like there's turbulence in all of the seasons that we put out and all of the sessions that we put out. But um, I feel like some, some of the songs are approached with a little bit more wisdom on mm-hmm. my tongue, I believe, in the creation of it.
0: Sure. And then with, with this mm-hmm. the full record coming out uh, in a couple of days... Um, was it difficult to kind of, kind of streamline everything together into one piece? <clears throat> uh, no, it really, uh, after listening to the records, um,
1: it really fell into place. It, it became really clear, the story, that we were,
0: the story that I was trying to tell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with, 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 the rac- uh, with the album coming out on Wednesday, I mean, you must be pretty excited. It's your first, like, full piece of work. And what are you most excited about?
1: Um, it's been a long time it's been a long time coming I'm really just excited to get it out I'm really excited for people to hear the the last song on the album I've been um, it was a really uh it was a, it was a record uh, that was uh,
0: really fun to make a really beautiful record to make beautiful experience and what like in the in the meantime like I mean have you been I'm sure you've been probably working on new music looks like you're in, in some sort of studio right now um have you has it stopped since uh you know having the songs ready and to go in early 2020 or are you constantly working on new music i'm actually just here for this oh uh, but, uh,
1: <laughs> but uh i love that but, yeah i am i'm working i'm working i am working on new music uh me i've always like uh, all during the during the whole pandemic i've been uh i've been really trying to um to take space to be able to uh to find and feel out the next move and to find out the, where we want to go musically in close collaboration with uh with ryan with ryan back, uh, back a larger bedroom
0: mm-hmm. what about our live performances i know canada's pretty still pretty strict right as far as like the the pandemic goes i know here in the united states they're starting to open it up s- stuff a bit and people are booking tours i mean mm-hmm. uh do you f- is coming here to perform even in the cards or like uh like how do you see live performance going i think every i think canada is becoming
1: more and more vaccinated and uh we just we just started opening back up uh, slowly as well uh, we were, we were, it was, it was, it was really strict down here for, uh, for a long while. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting back to doing shows. Hopefully, um, hopefully some opportunities show up here domestically and uh, hopefully a lot more opportunities show up uh, around the world to be able to perform as, as everything opens back up.
0: Yeah. I can't wait. I mean, I, I know for you guys there too, it's been really, really tough uh, <laughs> as far as coming across and then being stuck in like a, you know, quarantine, some government issued quarantine and then going to your house. And it's just been uh, hopefully that all kind of I mean, everything as far as the world goes uh, opens up here s- soon enough. And you get to play this record out to the world.
1: Yeah, most definitely. We're sick <laughs> of that movie on this side. We want to we wanna live in a different movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally, man. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, uh, Emmanuel, for, for hanging out with me today. I really appreciate it. Man, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, pleasure, yeah. Man. I do have one more question before I let you go. I want to know mm-hmm. if you have any advice for aspiring artists.
1: It's uh, to never give up, to keep uh, to keep trying, and to and, and to remember that your voice, uh, your voice matters. And your story matters.